You're listening to 88.7 WLUW, Chicago Sound Alliance, broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University. It's a part of the Once again, this is Radio 1 Chicago here on 88.7 WLUW, broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University. That right there was The Bribes with their song, Carmen, and I have the members of The Bribes in the studio. Guys, hello. Hey. Hello. hello. So why don't you guys uh, go around, introduce yourselves, and tell us what you guys do in The Bribes. Uh, let's start with you, Phil. <laughs> so uh, I'm Phil Toscano. I play guitar and I sing. 
Uh, Brian Purcell, uh, I play bass. I'm Joe Blikinov, I play drums. Great. So let's talk a little bit about how you guys, because this is the first time you guys are in the studio, so let's get uh, the audience familiar with you guys. How did you guys kind of come together and become the bribes? Well, um, uh, for, you know, I was playing with a bunch of guys on the south side, and then um, I kind of uh, had the opportunity, open platform to, like, start a group, and I was, like, playing with a bunch of drummers and bass players and... Uh, I started. I, took, I accepted a b- different position than I had at the Art Institute of Chicago at the time, and I met this guy Joe Blickenoff. Uh He was this is so silly too. Like he was pounding on the um, pounding on the counter. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, do you play drums?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I like instantly I got really excited, but I tried to play it cool, you know. <laughs> so after a week or so, I asked him if he wanted to jam, and um, and it seemed like probably the best. It was like it was the best fit that I had found with the drummer because I, I thought he was an amazing musician and I liked him so it was like <laughs> one of those things you know uh, yeah and then we just uh, we've been trotting around we've had um, had my brother in the band had his girl Kira and Tim um, and then um, we were kind of trotting around to have a good time and and then it came to this year which has been a great year for us um, we uh, asked Brian to join the join the band and I feel like it's really coming to its own. So you guys are currently at like a three-piece. Yeah. And it, were you guys always a three-piece? Well, all these yeah. little... Well, we started, out, we started out as a two-piece, uh-huh. and we were two-piece for like a year or so, a year and a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then my brother joined the band, and then uh, Kira joined the band, and Tim joined the band. So at one point, we had five people in the band, and then it went right back down to a two-piece. <laughs> <laughs> about a, Yeah, about a year and a half after that. And then Brian came in, and we've just been a three-piece... Uh, ever since when uh, Phil, when you first started off, were you guys initially wanting to be a two piece, or it's just what it was at? And it was just yeah, it was just kind of where it was at, you know. Like you you really have to like the people that you're in a band with, and, yeah. And I, you know, it was like one of those things where you got to like really, it re- you really have to really have to gel because, you know, you're gonna be spending a lot of time with those people. And I don't think we've ever the thing is is we never. I that's a good point too. We've never really struggled to find somebody at this point. Like oh, we need a bass player now. Yeah. Or, you know, we need this. I think it just really started with me wanting to play with a drummer, you know, uh-huh. and then it just kind of worked from there. And then, Joe, tell me about your your side of the story in regards to, like, you know, he heard you, like, tapping and just being like, oh, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he invited me down. He had a spare drum set, and we jammed, and I think... Was it, f- like, something you were into initially, or were you into different type of music before? I had always kind of played rock on drums yeah. i listen to a lot of different other genres and stuff but yeah that's pretty much my playing history i think the first song that we played was like definitely like more blues than i was used to and i was a little <laughs> nervous i was like oh man I'm, I'm not really hanging that well with this blues yeah. beat and i was like dang i don't know if he thinks i'm good or whatever that's so funny but uh, i distinctly remember being like i'm not too keen on blues <laughs> Great blues, and I was like, "That's fair." Just because I, you know, I, I didn't think I could, I could, you know, hang with it as well as See, you guys I needed just learned to. Each, learn something about each other. No kidding. Aww. Yeah, just all the things you just, you just happen and you don't say. But, yeah, even the the other songs that we played, you know, soon after that, it was it was apparent that like I I definitely liked his style of writing and playing, and it just kind of clicked. And then, Brian, tell me a little bit about you, because they were a two-piece, and they kind of went, you know, all the way to a five-piece. What was the diff- What was kind of, like, the challenge for you in regards to, like, 
not only that, knowing that fluctuation before you came in, and then just knowing that there were baselines written before you came in. Like, did you was that something that they were open to you changing, or how did that come to be for you on your side of it? Right. Yeah. So I I I moved out here from Philly a few years ago. I lived with Joe, and we went to a school together. Um, so that was kind of kind of my and my connection um, into the group. Uh, and it was I mean I'd seen them several times before I. Uh, started playing mm-hmm. with them, and it's one of the, it felt like one of those things where I mean I guess like I had only known them as a two two piece I heard the recordings, but there was kind of like a low note in the guitar, <laughs> sort of like an evolutionary element without you know like when you don't have the low end, you mm-hmm. kind of like fill it out with sort of like a low finger picking. So uh-huh. I was struck seeing them live that you know you there there while there isn't a bass at times you can you kind of. Maybe I mean, maybe it's creative sound guy element, <laughs> but you know, you kind of feels like there is one. So that was kind of like coming in. It, it was sort of like, how can how can I kind of add something to this without detracting from what you know, what it is and kind of how it's you know how it's built out and kind of you know easing into that role. He's yeah, and he's been really instrumental in. Um, uh, that's not a pun. He's been really instrumental in in bringing um, his his flavor to the table. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he's really like, they both have been, it, Joe's always been vocal on the arrangement, but it's like really, it's, it's much more reinforced with Brian in the group. And it's just like, you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm like constantly impressed by the both of them. <laughs> it's funny too, because they first started playing violin and they're like basically classically trained. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm so glad they're in a band with me. <laughs> so you guys I feel have, so lucky, you know? Yeah, for sure. So you guys have a, a pretty important show coming up at Empty Bottle. Yeah. That's uh, the 13th. That's this Saturday, mm-hmm. correct? So tell us a little bit about that and who else is, who else is on the bill. Why don't we go with uh, uh, Brian, you tell. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so it'll be on Saturday. Um, our friends Saudi Daisy uh, and Anthony and the Tramps will be playing with us. Um, yeah, it's a show we're super yeah. excited about. And you have this is special because it's like an EP release as well, yeah, right? Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, put a lot of work into it, and it's really, really exciting. And it's one of those things where you get to do it with your friends, you know. Um, yeah. So tell me the connection between Anthony and the Tramps and Sadi Daisy as well. Right. Um, well, we first met Anthony. He was our in to get into the uh, the hideout, which was fantastic. He booked us for a us uh, like a Nami Nami um, fundraiser. And we played on the bill with them, and, and you know it was just an awesome night. And we got to know them, their music, and became fans. And then, you know, we've known Anthony, and Anthony's been our friends for for a long time. And we couldn't have thought of you know somebody better to do it with. Um, plus, I just you know we just really respect him quite a bit, and they're uh, they're doing really well, and they're awesome people. But um, moving about two years ago, um, I was living down the street from a DIY venue, and I always heard music coming in and out of it. Is this a I, Young Camelot? This is Young Camelot, yeah. <laughs> and I met, um, exactly, and I met um, Shane, uh, excuse me, I met Bill Chill over at um, Donkey Hotel, and I was just having a conversation, and we booked a show with them, and then we kind of got initiated into the Young Camelot thing, and realized <laughs> that there was about five bands living in one you know, <laughs> shared community space, and um, Sadi Daisy was one of them, and it was so cool, too, because like I saw their first real practice or the first practice when they were ready for you know playing shows and uh-huh. it was so much different than it is now but it was you know it was still just as grand and like sludgy and fun um and they've been our friends ever since so we have like a real um 
real close Bond. tight-knit connection yeah with the, um, well, the DIY scene I guess is uh, as far as young Camelot and Hustler Euphoria and all those great places well I think these three bands like the three this lineup is really good because it's there's enough hint of each other yeah. in your sounds yeah but you guys are all very distinct mm-hmm. yeah exactly exactly like it's it, it's a little it's a little bit I think it's a little something for everybody in a yeah. sense you know um that was a, and that's funny you say that. I'm glad you said that. It was a really, it was a real conscious choice that we had to make for that too, because we have so many wonderful friends out there, yeah. and, and like like-minded musicians. But it was like, well, who do you really, who on this one show right now with everybody's schedule, who do you pair with that would sound best and feel best for you? you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah, because you, so once again, you guys are releasing an EP, and it's called Nobody Gets Anywhere. How many songs are going to be on this? Uh, six songs. Six songs. Yeah. Well, so we heard one song earlier. It was called Carmen. Let's get into another song. Um, This is The Bribes here on Radio 1 Chicago, and then we'll be back and talk a little bit more with The Bribes.
All right. Once again, this is Radio 1 Chicago, and that right there was The Bribes, and I have Phil, Brian, and Joe in from The Bribes. Tell us the name of that track. It was Carmen. That was a song called Carmen. Carmen. Mm-hmm. Got no, it. that one was. No, oh, that was no, garbage that was in, garbage out. That was wrong. That's a song called <laughs> Garbage in, Garbage Out. Garbage in, Garbage Out. So once again, you guys are playing Empty Bottle this mm-hmm. coming Saturday. It's an EP release. That's a 9 p.m. show with Anthony, Anthony and the Tramps, Sadie Daisy. And it's also a Radio One Chicago recommended show. Nice. You guys have a couple other shows coming up too. Let's talk. Let's get through those really quick, and then we'll talk uh, a little bit about, more about your recording. Well, we're gonna do on Fourth of July. We're gonna do DZ Fest. Which is a lot of fun. A lot of great, great groups around there. Like um, I think uh, Feed Lion and um, White Mystery and, and and a couple other local groups that we that we know. And that's um, at in Hickory Hills, correct? That's in Hickory Hills. Yeah, it's an all day event. It's pretty. Um, it's pretty. Those guys really work hard. They do a great job, um, and we're excited about that. And then and then after that, we got some a couple of things cooking, but obviously we can't yeah. uh, announce them because they haven't been confirmed. But um, we have um, August 29th at Honky, Honky Tonk. Tonk. Yeah, that's a really great opportunity where we can play about a three-hour set for people from 10 to 1. All right, so you guys are, when you guys perform like an empty bottle and things like that, you guys have like an original set, correct? Yeah. So then when you guys are about to hit up this Honky Tonk, mm-hmm. three hours seems pretty daunting. How are you guys yeah. going to, what's, what's this going to consist of? Well, we have about 20 originals, I think. Oh, do you? Yeah, I mean, okay. so... 20, 20, like we've, we, we, we make up a lot of stuff and then we don't record it. And then a lot of them have just fallen to the wayside too, for better or for worse. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, um, there are a lot of, it's pretty cover heavy because it's cover heavy because it's like, you kind of get three hours. You yeah. Gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get creative and remember the song that you learned when you were 16 if you have to, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty, that's a pretty daunting task, but I think that we kind of make up for it. And we kind of, we kind of do, we do a lot of like improv stuff too, where we just kind of mess around in a key or something and kind of make that flavorful. Yeah. Great atmosphere for, for it too. We always do really well in Pilsen. When you guys do stuff like that and you guys have like the throughout or like just the jamming out and kind of mm-hmm. like hashing out a song, even on stage, how does that translate into kind of like these recordings that we're listening to now? Mm, I don't know. Um... I think uh, it just kind of helps us get, uh, or helps our, just playing with each other. We know what to expect, and in terms of recording, it just um, solidifies our the relationship between, uh, the musicality between us. Yeah. Yeah, and plus, we don't really get the opportunity to record too much, so it's like uh-huh. all these songs are done over and over again in practice, and they become that. So when it comes down to recording, it in some, in some cases, most cases, especially with this record, it was really easy to kind of record because we already knew the songs back and forth. Where did we you were guys... like a live band more than a, a recording artist. So, Where did you guys go record this at? We recorded this in two places um, with Will Wholesome, our good friend from Teenage Rage, and then um, four of the tracks. And then there was two tracks that were done kind of um, like a last minute thing, it was a great opportunity to record at a wall to wall studios. Awesome. By so our friend Tyler Carmen. If people want to get hold of your music and different things like that and just kind of keep up to date with the bribes, what are, what are some of the best ways they can do that? Probably um, Facebook. We try and keep all of our, uh, all of our good people that are interested um, up to date with the, with the different festive. Uh, <laughs> festivities different I don't shows know. yeah different shows events. and all the good stuff <laughs> yeah we're on Instagram uh, you can uh, go to the, the bribes.com 
Um, yeah, website. Facebook. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Our our Bandcamp, all that good stuff. So once again, we're, we have one more song that we're going to go out on, but let's kind of like recap some of this. So the the major show that you guys have coming up is this coming Saturday. That's at Empty Bottle. It's nine p.m. Um, that's with Anthony and the Tramps and Sadi Daisy. And I think mm-hmm. you guys are doing something at Saki earlier. That's right. Yeah, we're playing um we're playing a free show earlier that day on Saturday, um at three p.m. with another and inf- just incredible lineup, fantastic lineup with our some of our best friends, um, Baby Money. And bad bad meow. Oh, awesome! So I that's love gonna bad, be, bad, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. And then so that's this Saturday. So sake at three p.m. and then nine p.m. empty bottle with Anthony and the Tramps and Sadie Daisy. You guys are also doing DZ as Z as in zebra. Mm-hmm. DZ Fest. That's July fourth. Yes. And that's gonna be in Hickory Hills. And then the final one is Honky Tonk Barbecue on August 29th. That's right. Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, once again, thank you guys so much for coming in. If people want to get a hold of you, what it's what thebribes.com? That's right, thebribes.com. And what's the last song that we're going out on? Wasted Time. Wasted Time here on Radio 1, and we'll be back with you. Yeah. Hey.